What's happening, my friend? Good morning. Good to see you. You know, that, that story you were just telling me, people are such fucking assholes. It is a, it is a result of, uh, um, so just to fill everybody in a little bit without going through all the details, got a call from uh, uh, a homeowner uh, on my personal, on my cell phone at 6.30 at night. But to be uh, fair, you called him from your cell phone. I did. I called him from my <laughs> cell phone, and he didn't answer his phone, so I then called him back from the office phone. So the, the call started out with, um, hey, I, I got a missed call uh, on my phone and uh, your number. And I'm like, yeah, who are you? <laughs> I go, I don't remember calling you. And uh, he had not heard the message that I called back on the office phone. Of course. So, so the call started out awkward. The guy is a jerk. And so then – it ended off with me uh, telling him, hey, look, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just trying to help. And he's like, well, do you want to call me back tomorrow when you're getting paid? And I, I ended up going, no, because your attitude sucks. I'm never calling you. Which so, I, I love that you said that because I instantly had flashes of the pool story when you got into it with the security guards. No, but no. people are such – I mean, over the phone, people are tough guys. You get them in person and they just crumble. That's part of it, you know. And I'm not a big fan of losing my temper with people like that. You sure? Yeah. Well, I mean, I am a fan of <laughs> you it. You do but, it, but you're not a fan of it. Well, here's the thing. I think maybe I wouldn't have done it uh, or, you know, years ago or something. But at this point, I truly don't give a shit. I mean – I if think that's a good attitude to have. Yeah, if you're going to be an asshole to me, I'm going to give it back to you just as hard. And so if you want to be nice, if you want to try to accept my help and and uh, let me feel, you know, answer your questions or whatever, great. If you want to be a jerk, not on, just not on my time, right? I just is that the uh, – would you say that <clears throat> encounter is kind of more the exception lately or are you, are you seeing – No, it's the exception. I mean, you know – you don't really run into that many people that are that confrontational, but I mean, some people just live their life that way, right? Yeah. I don't ever start out that way. It's it's like something happens, and um, you know, and I mean, I just don't start out coming into an encounter with anybody. You'd hope not. Well, I, I don't, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> and I you hope they don't so. either. But I am quick. I mean, I've always had a bit of a temper, and I am quick to become irritated and then put out and then uh but like this particular person uh, i just think this is the i mean even his phone message that i got earlier in the day was like uh this is such and such and uh, i am not available to answer calls at this time Who that was his you? that was his voicemail that's his voicemail <laughs> who gives a fuck right i didn't ask it you know what the fuck just whatever so <laughs> <laughs> Should yeah. we uh, play his voicemail greeting? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be great. Hook it up and play it over uh, there. He says his name, otherwise I would. Yeah, I don't know. That that kind of shit bugs me, you know? It's people just, it's it's the, whether it's the road rage, it's, I mean, listen, you're no angel, of course. No, not me. <laughs> but still, <laughs> people are, are tough guys that, you know, on the phone, text messaging, emails, but you get them in person, That's you, you should offer to go meet him and bitch slap him. I have his address. That'd so, be good. I mean, here's what I would advise. You don't know me. Uh, you don't know that I'm an, an old fart now and uh, probably not capable. <laughs> Is that part of the appeal? Like, in other words, does that give you more strength over the phone when they don't know you're an old guy? Well, you know, I don't know what I sound like on the phone. I... Uh, I, all I know is I, I know the guy's address, so I, if I was him, I'd be a little more careful with who I was being an asshole to, right? Do you think he thinks he's a legitimate tough guy? Hard to say. Um, 
um, he doesn't seem very self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I've, as we've established, you've had a whole host of medical tests and all the results say that you're basically like a 30 year old and you know you're you have all the strength that you're like superman so you could go out there and rough him up if you needed to is that for debbie's benefit because (laughs) i don't remember any of my doctors actually saying that um uh yeah now you know what i was just telling you that i've had a bunch of uh, medical you know this has been the year of kind of catch up on uh checkups and things like that and uh, you know, I've seen a cardiologist. I've had a stress test. I'm going to um, get a colonoscopy. That might be too much information. But, I mean, it's all kind of routine stuff. And and uh, so far, um, and I've, I've, you know, had a prostate situation, and it's all resolved uh, well. So I'm very happy. I, like I said earlier to you, Travis, off the air, the, the careless way I've lived my life with some of my early choices <laughs> regarding food intake and uh, recreation and so forth. Uh, I'm pretty happy with the current state of my health at, at 65. So I think now uh, I've made some changes over the last few years, you know, regarding how much meat I eat and stuff like that. So cholesterol, which is if you do damage to yourself by, by having high cholesterol, you, you, you develop a lot of problems in your arteries and veins that are, and it's hard to undo. Can you undo it? How much time do you need to undo stuff like that? <clears throat> you know, um, so I talked to the cardiologist today and I have a little bit of blockage in my carotid arteries, but it's, it's not actionable at this point. And so he said, Hey, um, it, with low cholesterol, you know, watching that and diet and exercise, you might be able to reverse it. And can you reverse it? Yeah. Or is it like climate change? You can't really reverse <laughs> it, but you can just make it not well, worse. Somewhat reverse it is what he said. I mean, you know what happens when you when you have too much cholesterol or diabetes in your arteries is that the cholesterol clumps up inside your arteries and then high blood sugar causes those clumps to actually burn into your arteries and it, and it causes blockages that catch more cholesterol. It's kind of a, a compounding problem. And so um, my meat intake has been quite a bit lowered over the last few years and my, my bad cholesterol is half of what it could be. So everybody's pleased about that. So the point of that is it doesn't appear that that I am currently adding to any kind of artery blockage issues uh, through too high cholesterol, which is a good thing. I, if I could bring my weight down a little bit and watch the sugar better, I think that that'll be everything I could possibly do to make my you know, artery situation as, as good as it could be. And that's encouraging and a little bit inspiring. You know, if the doctor said, well, man, you got a lot of blockages and uh, I don't yeah, think you're you fucked. Got, I don't think you got enough to, yeah, you're fucked. You don't have enough time to fix it. I don't think, uh, I think that would be very depressing. So I'm happy. But you're, you're a smart guy. You always have been when you were, you meant, you know, you said something about your reckless behavior and all the bad choices that you made food wise and another, I was a dumb shit. Yeah. But you, you knew, I'm sure that you knew we all do, right? Don't you think we know what, you know, what we're putting into our bodies. We know it's bad. We do it anyway. Yeah. And we just think that we have time on our side to reverse it when we get older. Well, I guess. I I think, I mean, I think I would truthfully say that besides continuing to probably make some, you know, questionable choices as far as what I eat other than I I do What's What's questionable that you eat now? Well, I mean, I probably eat way too much sugar and that's, you know, that's an, I, you know, I have some issues with high blood sugar and so those are questionable choices. But, um, I mean, other things like, you know, recreational, uh, you know, drugs. Marijuana. Or, I don't drink. Uh, I don't use, you know, I don't use recreational Coke? drugs. 
Do you do you still drink Coca Cola, Diet Coke? I prefer <laughs> Diet Coke over Pepsi. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't um, drink soda. I do drink soda. Yeah, but every day diet. No, no, not isn't at all. that the, the diet soda is the one with the fake sugar? That's yeah. worse for you than real Coke. That's some kind of feeble fantasy of a is senile it, mind. Is that not right? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Sounds like propaganda from uh, sugar companies. What is it? Aspartame, right? Uh, no, I mean that's that is an artificial sweetener, but. I mean, I've had them all. Saccharin. Wasn't that a big thing? Who the fuck was it? Was it uh, Cheney or some? There was some, some one of these fuckheads uh, mm. uh, not too long ago that we didn't have aspartame in like the energy drinks and shit like that, and then they allowed it. Mm. Am I off base here? Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not familiar with the story. Um, I mean, you know, here's the thing. I here's what I what little I do know about artificial sweeteners. I don't want to know much about it because. The, the worst idea I could have would be to, like, drink sugar soda. That's just – those are completely, totally empty calories. Yeah. And but you do it. Bad, but I don't – I don't drink regular soda ever for – of any kind. I don't – I was brought up on diet soda, so any any soda that has sugar in it seems overly sweet to me. And that's just because I was uh, – my mom always thought I had a weight problem. Even when, I see pictures when I was a little kid, and I remember – you know, so it's a mind fuck when you, you're going, you're taking in the Sears at eight and you have to go to the Husky session. You know, <laughs> fuck you, Sears, and your Husky shit. Um, you, would, you would benefit now, like if you were a kid now, because you go into all the stores, you know, Target or whatever, and all of the mannequins, they have what they call, I think they still call them, you know, plus size, and they have people in pictures that are bigger. Bigger, yeah, yeah. Of, of all age groups too. Well, I mean, I it's it's I mean, it's a mind fuck, really. When you're, when I mean, there was no consciousness of this at all. It's like, hey, it doesn't matter what kind of stupid names you use for the clothes and this and that. You know, are we fucking over some little kid's mind because he has to just put a fucking size on it? And shut up, right? <laughs> but you overcame. You're all right. I'm fine. It doesn't matter. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you ran out of care early in yeah. life. Um. Uh, you know, like, I think, I don't know if I said this before in this program, but, um, let's see, I am, let's call that 40, I'm 75 pounds lighter than I was at one time. Back so, when you were drinking? Uh, no. Oh. No. Um. Been uh, smoking. <laughs> was I drinking? I, well, I mean, maybe I was. I, it was a while ago, it was 15 years ago, and I took the weight off. Um, and I took that 75 pounds off plus a little bit more, probably closer to 120 or something. So I'm up a little bit from that, but I'm still 75 pounds under my, my highest weight. So that's 75 pounds of permanent weight loss. I mean, if you keep something off for 15 years, that's permanent. I would think even less than that. Right. So, you know, I'm happy about that. Could I lose another? I mean, I could probably lose another 50 pounds with no problem. I'm were you monitoring that? We talked, I think, last week or two weeks ago about when you were walking a lot during COVID. Did you monitor that when you were walking? Did that do you any good weight-wise? Weight, yeah. It didn't appear to be creating any weight loss. <laughs> you weren't buying new pants is what, no. what you're saying? Uh-uh. No. Um, but I wasn't uh, – and and I hope to, you know, establish some kind of regular walking – um, uh, routine in the future. Um, but probably that's going to be after I retire because it, it's just, it's just, um, it's just not, it's really hard for me to figure out how to do that when I'm not, when I was uh, working from home 
for months on end, uh, say between Christmas and March last year, it was easy to go out every day at noon. The weather was temperate. Um, it wasn't too hot. It wasn't cold, you know, and uh, I'm in California. So, you know, the weather is always kind of, you know, the same. But um, I don't want to walk if it's summertime. That's just too hot. And it was good because you were out there watching all of the yard signs, you know, Trump versus Biden. You saw the don't tread on me flags on your neighbor's houses. So funny. Good observations. They're so funny. Yeah, there was, uh, there was a guy that I actually saw on TikTok who turns out to live in my neighborhood who, who had the uh, um, Trump lost LOL signs in his yard and shit. And that was funny. And the BLM, <laughs> but he's not, he was not a black guy. And so it uh, turns out he's a pretty well-off guy. And then we walking one day, and I seen him out in his yard. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're the guy on TikTok. And he comes over and talks to us, and he's like, I am. I go, wow, your neighbors fucking hate you. And he's like, <laughs> I know. Is it great? <laughs> I go, it is great. Well, we love you. You're great. So, yeah, that was interesting. I mean, I hope to do that again. I didn't do it for weight loss. I, I did it for you know, probably vascular health or, you know, it, it's probably good. I mean, I, it's a good way to just to be outside, just to be vitamin D, yeah. be out in All the sunshine. That. Yeah. That's, that's what they say is get outside every day. Yeah. Even for a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, um, I do plan on doing that again, but it, it is back kind of more in my regular work routine for the time being. And so, um, I'm just not sitting at home at, at noontime, like I was, uh, you know, during that time period. So, We'll get back to it. I'm not stressing about it one way or the other. Exercise never been, you know, when I worked not a priority. out. Yeah, when I worked out in the field, I, you know, it was hard work. It was hard physical work, and I had to worry about anything. And um, and I was much fatter before I started that. Kind you could of work. eat anything, and you're eating goat meat tacos, and yeah, right off the car, <laughs> yeah. right off the um, head, the engine in the truck engine. Um, but uh, uh, we'll get back to it. Exercise, uh, uh, to go exercise artificially has never been high on my priority list. It's not really a, it's not really natural for people to exercise. That's, you know, we have changed our life so much from, from where humans began, where you had, you got all the exercise you needed every day, just finding the fucking food to eat. Well, that's okay. That's an interesting topic because you talk about it's not natural it's not a natural phenomenon it's not a natural thing but what defines natural like don't you think so you're going back tens of thousands of years or more right mm -hmm. i yeah, guess i mean I would I, think so. if you're calling homo sapiens you know from that point forward the hunter gatherers right i guess we were <laughs> hunter gatherers before that with neanderthals i'm not talking about neanderthals no yeah but even even homo sapiens were hunter gatherers right right so Obviously, there's major shifts in it, you know, in uh, evolution with technology and advancement and tools and shelter mm -hmm. and agriculture and all that stuff. So over time, as I guess it would be the rise of agriculture, right? And as we became more sedentary and and not moving around, and so your day to day life, if you still were, you know, not hunt, hunting and gathering, mm -hmm. maybe you were still hunting. But you also had farming, so you had harvest, which was more seasonal. There, there was work involved. Work, in yeah. Raising crops and stuff. I don't think it was the, the constant long-distance walking that hunter-gatherers probably engaged in. But it was still work. It was still not sitting on your ass in an yeah. office in front of a computer all day but long. But how much of it was the actual work of the hunting and the gathering versus you didn't fucking find anything on your hunts and your gathers, so you didn't have any food. <laughs> well, well, calorie, uh, calorie deficit. Yeah, yeah, calorie deficit is one thing. 
Um, yeah, I just think that, you know, a lot has changed. I mean, I just take a look around, not you, Travis, but just take a look around at the, at most of the country and uh, pretty much we're just a country of fat ass. This country. Yeah. In particular, I mean, it's been a while since I've been out of the country, but yeah, I don't think in Bangladesh, they're all, (laughs) you don't have any food or Afghanistan. That's a terrible story. You know, obviously we've talked about the troop withdrawal in Afghanistan, but the aftermath of what's going on there, the thing that really breaks my heart. and I can only imagine there's famine. Exactly. And, you know, listen, I'm the asshole on the podcast, I guess, you know, with with my stance on a lot of things. (laughs) I don't think that's the case at all. (laughs) But I do have a moral compass, as I like to point out from time to time. But these stories about the children and, and the lack of food, and I heard something yesterday or the other day about, uh, you know, families selling their children. I think they still have a, uh, what's it called when you, is it a caste system? When you're marrying off your children, you know, say your daughter to another family for their sons and they, it's a prearranged marriage. I, for, I forget what it's official. Yeah, I mean, termed. you know, in, in the, in, I mean, in so much of history that that kind of stuff was and depending on the culture, I mean, Nothing was really the way it is. The life we know, I mean, freedom, 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 death. That's that's really a modern concept. <laughs> and I right? wish that was the actual concept. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's all very interesting. You know, if you stop down and think about all the places, like let's talk about Afghanistan for yeah. a second. I guarantee you that uh, all Americans, it has nothing to do with either whatever side of the aisle you are, whatever your stupid politics are on either side, I think that all Americans have sympathy and would want to try to help anybody in Afghanistan that they could. But we really can't, right? We can't send in humanitarian aid because it won't get anywhere it's That's going. The worst we part. can't send in our own people to distribute it because they'll be killed or captured or kidnapped or something. It, it just – so I think when when you see – political issues around the world that are causing that that make humanitarian aid for more prosperous places impossible that's the sad part it's it's not that we don't care it's that we don't see i don't think americans see a way to help that problem if there's famine or or food issues in afghanistan as after you know i i mean after we've left if it's gotten worse when we're not there and i could imagine it has we can't really fix that. And and that's the hardest part, I think, is the, the helplessness. And so I don't think all Americans feel that way. There, are, of course, are people in, as you like to point out, the southern states or maybe the more red states. Remember, they refused to take in, uh, you know, refugees. refugees and we don't want these planes to land here and we're not vetting <laughs> these people and they're all terrorists and blah, blah, blah. But I think the, that's, I hope, the minority uh, viewpoint. And I think most, the remainder of Americans feel like they wish they could do something. Sure, but, sure. But I, I mean, this, what's going on in Africa, right? Isn't that just as bad or well, worse than anything that's going on in Like in Ethiopia? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there are never-ending continuous civil wars, and they ebb and flow, get worse, get better. Exactly. Ethiopia, I don't really have all the details, so I'm not suggesting we discuss it in depth, but I, I know you follow African politics and things a little more closely because when things are back to normal, you're likely to go there again. Um, uh, but I, I think it's bad and been bad in many places on that continent for a long time. And I know we've probably done tons as a country to send aid there and, and help them. Of we course. Can, but then 
when you have constant civil war, it's not safe. I mean, you don't want to see, you know, you think back for those of you that are old enough to remember when <clears throat> North Korea took a bunch of hostages during the Jimmy Carter administration and it ruined his presidency and opened the door for You think more. that's what it was? Well, I think that was I thought that's because he just wore sweater vests all the time and people <laughs> thought he was a sissy. You know, I and think he carried his own luggage. I personally, obviously, I would think that Jimmy Carter was a fa- fabulous president, right? And, and still is a a you know a very seems like a good human. Person, yeah. Um, did he have a great presidency? I mean, I think there's probably a lot to discuss there. I'm not an expert enough on it. it. Was a long time ago, not before my time by any stretch of imagination, but before my time of really being involved. What I do know is what I do remember is the. The, what they we came to know as the hostage crisis. And I remember how frustrating that seemed, you know, because I think up until then you would have thought that no country anywhere would have the ability to take that many hostages and and we couldn't go get them, right? And and then there was the, there was the Iran. Let's see, let's not get this confused. Yeah, because I thought you were talking this about the, the Iran, Iran hostage, Iran hostage which crisis, was like seventy right? something days. Is that right? Yeah. Was that the was that the Carter one? Because there was a it wasn't North Korea. It was Iran. Yes, I think right. So um, uh, I mean, it's just like okay, well, and then there was a failed military rescue, right? That Carter and we have led. a lot of those. And so all of that came, combined, and then it went on so long. It's much easier in the video games. Yeah, do you remember that that in in Iran they they released the hostages the day Reagan won? That's right. So I think he or or the or on the or like the day after inauguration or something. They they simply would not release them while Carter was the president. So that turned out to be a huge victory for Reagan, and you know the rest is history, as they say. But um, you know, it's just that we we I don't think we want to put ourselves in those kind of positions. You know, when you hear about missionaries in some of these war torn countries, they get taken prisoner. My my thought is always, what the fuck are you doing there? Why are you there? To, and then why should we care? You went there on your own. Why should we care that you've been taken hostage? You shouldn't be there in the first place. Well, that's that's a bigger issue. We talked about that. And, and we continue to talk about that here in the United States with our mostly our southern border and, you know, refugees from not just Mexico, but, you know, all of South America that attempt to come to the U.S. Well, and the a, latest group have been have been um, Haitian refugees right. coming up through the sort through the southern border, you know, and they've been on the road years. They've been out of Haiti for, for they've been hunting and gathering years. for a long fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have a huge calorie. Deficit. Uh, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, I, I think I think it's. I mean, I don't isn't know. the fundamental question? Can't we just take them all in. What's the difference? Well, you say we, but even bigger than that, isn't isn't the the bigger issue fundamentally the free movement of people, you know, around the world? And so your your point of well, why are they there? Why don't you leave? And I think in many cases they can't leave, right? Because where could they go? If you're okay, in a I, landlocked I, I, country, I, I, where can you go? Okay. If you there's an ocean, how do you get where you're going? Well, and I, and the I point is, when they, you when you get there, are they going to let you in? I said, why are our people there? Oh, why are our people there? <laughs> I mean, when we have people, we're trying to do good. Well, that, I mean, sometimes we are, and then sometimes there are people that are in these these far flung places trying to with their own agenda, right? And it's often religious based, right? So we got to get rid of the religions. <laughs> Not going there, but <laughs> we have to go there. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, as far as so, I, I think that got a little convoluted right there. Let's just make sure we don't misunderstand. 
uh, I'm not saying so for the people that live in these hell holes around the world. You're okay with? I feel staying. bad for them. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for them. I think I told you the story about how when I was a little kid, I came to kind of understand early um, that I was very lucky to be a white guy in Southern California. Of all the th- places I could be, of all the kinds of people I could be, I really got all the breaks. Right. So not rich. Could it have been better? My parents could have been fabulously wealthy. I could have been better looking. I could have been skinny my whole life. There's a lot <laughs> you of said shit you that, had to shop in the Husky section. Yeah. So, you know, but but all in all, pretty damn lucky and fortunate. Right. And so um, but you can't just, you know, part of the liberal me that you probably don't like much is that that if I could, I would just open the border. Right. Just come on. Anybody that's not happy where you're at, come here. But how would we handle well, we the traffic? Well, the, you already that, hate that the traffic the, the way it is now. That is the problem. I mean, the reality of that is that you can't just. I mean, you can't just. There's a lot of open land in the United States, but how do you not, know? You don't ever go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, frankly, I think there's enough open land in California that you could put all the dispossessed people of the entire world in it. But unfortunately, a lot of that open land is mountains and shit where nobody could live. That's that's not going to tip the axis of the earth a little bit if we're all (laughs) in one spot. (laughs) I don't think there's that many humans yet. But you you say that and, uh, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not too far off from that in the sense that our, our, let's just talk about the U S the immigration policy of the United States is at the very least antiquated and needs to be, turned on its head it's expensive it's time consuming it's probably it doesn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish right well what is that i mean well, that that's the, that that's the other biggest well, what point. we want it, it what we should want from an immigration policy is is to promote the immigration of of people from around the world that have skills that that will be beneficial to the country um and along with that some some amount, some percentage of the people that we allow to immigrate to the United States should be strictly based on humanitarian and um, probably political, you know, asylum type situations. But here's the thing. Here's the bad policy. You have international policy, uh, U.S. foreign policy with countries and where we where we do things that that either don't help alleviate or promote the bad situations like gangs and and corrupt governments and so forth in places like Central America or Haiti and different places where that that ends up with massive amount of people wanting to immigrate out of those places because the political situation is so bad when you when you sit back and say, "Well, we're not fixing any of those, we're not helping any of those situations," that's not our problem. And then you also turn, you close your borders, right? So that the the people that are so negatively affected by that can't come here. Then you're really part of the problem. So I mean, and, and the truth is that the the pol- the U.S. immigration policy really changes every time there's a new administration. We can't, and that's that's true. Uh, uh, I mean, sort of on the fringe, the oh, periphery, yeah. the edges of the policy. the 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 basic policies are for just are such in need of reform, and that just really isn't happening. They're not being modernized. And here's the thing: as U.S. citizens, we should want. Our U.S. immigration policy to to 
to be something that will accomplish what we wanted to accomplish. And it's not. We're not getting. Because we can't even agree on the rule set. Yeah, it's just really tough, right? So, I mean, I think at some point the 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 the, the way that Trump administration went, without just taking another chance to take she shots at the Trump administration, let's just look at it. It was a very regressive kind of immigration policy that he started out with from the very beginning, and and that's because immigration was uh, a low-hanging fruit at at the time he came on the scene that he knew he could use to promote himself but but having said that the policy does suck and it does need reform but the the regressive immigration policies of the Trump administration did we're not accomplishing what we wanted to accomplish we want immigration we want people with skills and motivation and and good people from all over the world to immigrate into the United States. It is what has always made us as strong as we've always been. And if we stop doing that, it will hurt us. Are you aware, because I don't know, do we have a quota for the number of people we take in, whether it's total number, is it is it t- by country? Yeah, I I, I don't I'm not overly familiar with all those you know details but I there are I mean there are numbers right do we have to have so many people die before we can bring in new people I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> um I think that uh I mean I just think it's all antiquated like you said at the beginning right I, I think it's it's been so um so mired in political problems that I we just haven't made been able to make any progress at all. So what kind of things do you think? Because I, I think we don't have an agreed upon set of standards that says, you know, not only is immigration good, but here's the type of people and the skill set and all the things that you mentioned that we really need to go after. So what, what do those look like for you? What do, what do we need? Like uh, people who are engineers? Do we need, you know, people who can come up with alternative energy sources. I mean, what are the hot buttons for you? Well, as it turns out, I mean, we need all those things, right? And we also need we also need labor, just basic people that are willing to do labor that that more established, uh, uh, longer established uh, U.S. citizens appear not to be willing to do. I mean, the the old thing was, hey, uh, you're you know, by letting in people without documentation that aren't immigrating here legally. I mean, in California, for, we've always had seasonal workers, migrant workers and, and programs for that because there just isn't, there just are not enough people willing to do agricultural work in California to keep up with the demand from, I mean, and, and the governor's is a very big agriculture. For now, state. and the governor's solution to that is to get rid of agriculture, but that's another story. I, I don't know about that. I, uh, uh, he doesn't seem to know uh, that you need water to grow food and <laughs> that we need food. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, I don't know, the, the, whole, the whole movement of people around the world is just, it's, it's a crazy topic when you think about how that has been restricted. And, and not just because of COVID, I'm talking about overtime, politics dictators, you know, military regimes around the world that either go into a territory by force or erect, you know, borders and walls by force and keep people out. It's just wild. You know, we're, we, we are so the, in different regions of the world, we are not as similar as we, as you might think we are in the sense that, I mean, United States and what the United States, Japan, 
parts of Europe may represent the most technologically advanced places, societies on the planet and other places, you know, the African, sub-Saharan African continent, uh, with the exception of South Africa, appears to not be representative of that, right? You have a lot of places in South America where there are large populations, which is not everywhere, right? There's a lot of non-populated area in, in South America. Um, uh, although, you know, we, we seem intent on deforesting our last stretches of uh, rainforest, which, you know, I mean, we're worried about climate change and political upheaval and Trump and, and the, you know, we're, we're not involved or don't seem to care which dictator is cutting down the last of the rainforest, which, which will have a huge effect on humans all around the world. And, and you're right. It, it appears that we don't care because we just are on the heels of this climate summit, which, at, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but, at the very end, fires are burning right now in the in the rainforest. I mean, and and at the very end, it seemed like there were agreements on the table that were rescinded and or you know language that was changed that really altered, you know, what these countries are really going to do as far as well, meaningful reduction in emissions. I think I agree with all that, and I think what I've seen as far as worldwide climate issue things like whatever the names are of the organizations, whatever organizations Trump pulled out of or whatever, that's obviously not the way to deal with it. I mean, is, you know, do, do we like everything that, do we think these things are accomplishing enough? It doesn't appear we do, but certainly not participating is not part of the answer. It's part of the problem. Um, do, you know, is every liberal Democrat satisfied with everything that's coming out of the what was the name Cop of the twenty six? Cop twenty six, whatever that means. Of course, they're not. I don't think so. Right? There's not enough, or it's too much, or whatever. What do you make of this it's argument? It's becoming politicized on an international basis, and that will choke off. The and this is why it's because at the, at the very end, I mean, the the poorest of the countries in attendance basically stood up and said, "Hey, wait a minute." We believe we have an equal right to the technology that that you that the rich countries all took well, advantage of over the last two hundred years. If you want to take till twenty seventy to deal with it, it's going to be too late. I don't give a shit how far behind the curve you are on development. So that, but the point is that's their argument, right? And and they got they got things changed to their advantage so that they could nuke them. <laughs> so I guess that's the answer to my question. Do you, do you do you think that that's not really a legitimate answer? That hey. You know, we're sorry that you guys weren't along for the ride during the from the start of the industrial revolution till now. You know, this ride that really enriched all of our countries. Well, so you know, sorry, you're just shit out of luck. You know, I don't know. Not really an expert on this field, but I will say you don't have to be. I think if we're spitballing, I get you. I think if 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 uh, if the main thing is that everybody feels like it's fair, I, I think it's probably a loser. I mean. I don't know how many times you have to say it. Just everything is not fair, right? Just, I mean, young idealists and old fart, old fart liberals and all the, everybody in between, things are just not always fair. I, I agree with that. Right? Like, I don't, fairness to me doesn't mean sameness. Yeah. Well, fairness means, you know, justice. We, look, what's really the important thing? And I'm holding up my hands now like a scale, right? Yeah, the, the scales of justice. Scales exactly. Of justice. That's is, fairness. Is, is fairness to, uh, to countries that are behind that technological curve or the development curl, curve or what we would refer to as third or fourth world countries or something, is being fair to them more important than fixing the problem that's going to 
kill well, can, can you do both species so oh, so can, keep your keep your hands up your scale yeah, hands my hands are up is is fairness then the the rich countries doing more sacrificing more you know burning less fossil fuels while simultaneously allowing the poor countries to continue to burn coal and other things to to advance their societies and advance well, capitalism i'm going to say if, is that fair? if you can do that and if you can be fair in that way and still achieve the things that you that you feel need to be achieved regarding the climate okay then fine but i mean we need to look at it in reality so i'm not sure which countries it were it was malaysia or something somebody said was hey, a big one i need tell india yeah yeah india we india wants till 2070 before they start curbing their before they uh, i think it wasn't carbon neutral right look if they if you think that india can take till if you think you can give india till 2070 to to become carbon neutral for those of you that know what the hell that means uh and and that that's going to be okay fine but i don't think that's going to be okay I, it's not likely that that we need to be carbon neutral by 2050 and they need to be carbon neutral by 2070 if if we're not carbon neutral by 2050 so that's the great debate. So, are, you know, can we allow countries like India to go to 2070 and we, then we sacrifice more to offset what they're continuing to burn? Well, I mean, I mean that, we're not scientists, but that's kind of the logic, right? I mean, can we allow? I don't think it's up to us. You said Newcomb. Yeah, Newcomb. <laughs> I, uh, I think that there's a, a bit of, I mean, unfortunately, my cynicism is probably going to sh- show through here a little bit. I'm not overly confident that there's enough going to be enough worldwide cooperation for this in a variety of reasons. I think so because too. some of it is not going to seem fair and that's going to stall the conversations and the progress. And that's going to, um, because when here's what it is, you're, you're an American environmental activist and you're listening to this conversation not us but the world conversation on it india wants till 2070 to do something that the entire world agrees if we don't do it by 2030 it's too late how does that make any sense i i i i don't know i mean i don't know i mean is that acceptable to the u.s environment and if it's not what do you do about it what's the greater what do you do about it yeah i, mean, I know india's got nuclear weapons you can't force them to do anything so this is a matter of working together to change people's hearts and minds, making the case. That's not a fast process. Uh, is it possible that we've waited too long? Uh, I only time will tell, and I just don't. I just I'm not overly confident. But is it kind of like your cholesterol situation? Like, I mean, are we really saying that the 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 origin of this I'm is winning the climate battle in my body? <laughs> no, you are. I know, and that's what I'm thinking, but. The this whole thing really starts with the Industrial Revolution, right? From that period of time, right? We mm-hmm. agree on that. Kind of going forward, peaking in what the mid nineteen hundreds, uh, and then really becoming a topic of conversation in you know Western civilized countries in the seventies, oh. maybe. While we were while we were having the Industrial Revolution and moving modern technology ahead. 
at lightning speed, right, uh, doubling and tripling our technological capabilities every 10 years. India was working on being the largest henna exporter on the planet. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, they were that, building rickshaws. It's not, well, that's, is, that, <laughs> is that India or China? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Japan. I, I don't know, but, I mean, it, it's just like, I don't know that there's anything we can do about that. I mean, the the different the different technological advancement around the world of particular areas and regions around the world is not a matter of political will particularly and it kind of is what it is so here in 2021 um as you know as we see um, Pacific Islands disappearing before our very, very eyes. Do we? And, yeah. And Which we, ones? Well, we hear here's the here's the common here's the here's the activist chant from Pacific Island nations. Um, we won't drown. We will fight. Okay. So you know another ten years of not giving a shit, and you know many of the islands that make up the island nations of the world. Not they're not going to be gone in ten years. Well, some of them will. Some of them are, are these aren't are islands. These little atolls. Level. They're not really well, islands. I mean, their people live on them, right? And that's so, their problem. Get, get <laughs> off that little well, island. I mean, that's kind of how India is going to look at us, right? Hey, look, uh, we're going to take till twenty seventy to become carbon neutral, and if you guys don't make it till then, who gives? A shit? So, is that their definition of fighting? Well, the problem is, they're going to go down with it. Here's in, yes. in India, right? The effects of climate change are not going to there it's not like, hey, we can take till twenty seventy because the effects of climate change are not gonna hit us till then. Well they know that they're, it's hitting they're, them. they're going the effects of climate change are going to make the technological advancement of India impossible. They're already being highly affected by monsoon storms that are out of control that are dumping so much more water and flooding out large swaths of the country. They're going to be. They are going to be as ne- as much or as negatively affected by climate change, or more negatively affected than, say, the United States. Well, that's true, but there it's even more so on the ground level. I, I think this was in India that I read last week that they're debating um, a climate lockdown because the air quality in in some cities is so bad that they're literally going to lock down. You know, take t- take the example from yeah. COVID, which is the fucking as soon as you open that Pandora's <laughs> box. But close schools, close businesses, tell people to work from home, and uh, you know whatever a week, well, ten days, or something. What we saw during the year of COVID was um, a lot of environmental irrational groupthink. <laughs> okay, oh. there's that. But <laughs> what we did see was a, a lot of issues. You know, kind of go into remission, or or you know, re, you know, kind of. Um, uh, go away a little bit, right? Things, things were things that. It's like that, you stop eating meat for a year. Oh, suddenly I feel healthy. <laughs> My cholesterol level is yeah. good. So, I mean, I don't know. Is that a is that a reasonable um, idea for India? I mean, I guess it depends on how bad the air quality is, right? I mean, uh, it's fine to say we're not going to be carbon neutral or do we're not going to take the same drastic steps that we're that we think the United States and China and Japan need to take regarding climate change because we want time to catch up we were while you guys were polluting the environment we were you know we were an agricultural third world country and we weren't yeah, we want our we want our in chance the, in the plunder well do I you mean, think this is going to be they're going to rethink it to be honest with you and i think that's this year's climate conference nonsense and i think 
that the 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 environmental effects from climate change in India are going to change their minds for them. So and it ain't going to take no 50 years. So go all the way back to how we started this conversation. We're hunting, we're gathering, we're starving. We're slim. We're slim, yeah, and we have good cholesterol. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's a lot of damn work to dig that hole. It's a lot of work to chase down that animal and kill it. So we have advancement in technology. And that's really, broadly speaking, how we got here. It's a rapid advancement of technology globally that it turns out you know a lot of which is bad for the world that we live in well so how do we advance technology in a way that the everybody on this planet could take advantage of it well we both read you've read the entire thing and i've read a a large part of of some you know nonfiction work that kind of speaks to this i mean and the short version of the story is that once you're not hunting and gathering and you start to develop an agricultural society you're then in one place raising crops and that then for the first time in human existence you have free time and that allows you to think more and deeper about more subjects and you start to advance technologically and um uh, intellectually right and so i don't think you can turn that back i mean so there really is no place. We, we've tasted the forbidden fruit. Well, I mean, I think, you know, we tend to look at these things like, so is that a bad thing? Is it bad that humans grew larger brains and right. got better nutrition and stuff? It, it's not. It's all a matter of what you decide to do with it. You is, know? So so let me ask you this. Things like, you know, your your 1960s muscle car, you know, that gets four four miles a gallon and you know mm-hmm. you, you can't have a society of everybody driving those cars today and you can't burn coal and all those things are those really the problems or are there just too many of us you know burning bad fuel and emitting fossil fuels into the environment <laughs> you are any chance you get to try to justify <laughs> some kind of what it what do we want to call it? it's not genocide because you're not suggesting we just pick a particular group of people and i can eliminate see this them. you're you're a science fiction guy right so yeah. i can just see this storyline of this you know <laughs> fantasy apocalyptic future well, the where there's this there, some sure. global you know, takeover of society and there's this screening and there's this vetting process and all of us are given a ranking system of yeah. whether or not, you know, we're what's, worthy of, of this planet. And then there's a thinning of the herd. What's the, what is the, what is the science fiction thing? Something is food. Um, uh, Soylent green is made Soylent of people. Soylent green is food. <laughs> yeah. Soylent green is people. Yeah. That's right. I mean, the book's already been written, right? <laughs> so at some point you get so many people, you start grinding them up for yeah. food. Right. And then you don't tell Are we anybody. there? Uh, you know, just there's a movie. So and there's a series. But I recommend the movie for the short version of that is called um, Snowpiercer. So if you haven't seen that movie, and there, there's recently on one of the streaming channels, there was some kind of series version of this, but it's such a depressing movie. There's a train post-apocalyptic uh, Earth is frozen. Everything is frozen. And, and the entire population of the world is put onto a train. The entire population that's left of How the world. How old is this movie? Oh, 10 years, maybe. It's around. Okay. It's on every streaming site, uh, or you can rent it, Snowpiercer. And um, it's got a lot of people in it that are big now that weren't big when they made it. You put the entire world's population on a train. It's very much a big train. A, 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 what's the word? Very much a symbolic of, of human society. It's a very big train. It has an engine that runs. They figured out some kind of um, 
It's not solar, right? We're not getting any sun. It's not solar. Um, but here's the thing, the food, where's the food coming from? So the people, the rich people on the planet, the privileged people are up at the front of the train. The engine is in the front. The inventor is in the front. And then the, the train is kind of the, the higher class people, the more rich people are on the front of the train. And then the back of the train is the dregs of society, right? And it runs that way. And in the back of the train, um, you're just eating this cube of shit for food, right? And they got a name for it. But it turns out to just be processed, dead human flesh, right? So it's very depressing. What are the people in the front? Well, all these books you're talking about have already yeah. been written, my friend. Well, but that, well, so I'm not looking to you know author a new book, but what I'm saying, <clears throat> excuse me, is these ideas are out there. So who's to say this won't turn into reality at some point where there's some global takeover of all of us people for the sole purpose of deciding which one of us gets to live, which you know, which ones of us get to participate in the new future that is supposed to be healthy for the well, planet. I think that would be inevitable if you let that happen, right? I mean, what so else? could the Chinas and the Indias of the world essentially? Here's where I'm going with this. Yeah, I, I used to think that maybe the the demise of human civilization would come similarly to how the dinosaurs ended. Some, you know meteor or something from outer space maybe the sun would burn out and die who knows i never really thought that it would probably come from humans killing one another but i think that's more likely now and i think that window is is shorter than what i ever thought it would be like maybe do you really think that us these humans we can go another couple hundred years are we really going to figure this out together sort of don't care <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think I mean, I would like to think so. So, I mean, what's what's human history that we goes back that we really know much about is a couple thousand years old, maybe maybe like ten thousand twenty four hundred years old, right? No, we got more than that that we know about. I mean, so how far back before you know uh, Christ, supposedly? Which is how we mark time before well, and after, right? Three thousand years BC, BC at okay, least. So three thousand years. So that's five thousand years of human history. Everything before Christ is a little sketchy, right? We barely know anything about Egyptians, and past that, we we have given names to some relics we found of previous civilizations, Sumerians and some other shit. I can't remember, and we don't know much about them, right? So. Um, uh, how how long can it go? I mean, that's a fairly long time. So do I think at this stage that we're only looking at another 200 years? That doesn't seem very but look But look, look at the pace of advancement and, and technology during those 5,000 years. It was pretty slow. Things really didn't pick up. People didn't move as quickly as they move mm -hmm. now until the last couple hundred years. We've also, you know, we have effectively doubled our lifespan. So, I mean, you know, we think about it now. It's like people think, wow. If I could live 200 years, that would be awesome. And, and if you could live 200 years in good health and, you know, be able to survive and everything, I suppose it would be great. But, but I mean, we have effectively doubled our life. I mean, the average lifespan now is up into the 80, 80 years old or something for, for men. And it, it certainly was 40 years was the expected lifespan. Go back. But you went out on top. Years. Did you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, so. I mean, it's, it's, I think those are, I mean, it's a valid, those are valid concepts and they're interesting. I don't think anything's a foregone conclusion. I mean, I think, 
overall, I mean, there are certainly shitty places left in the world, but to some extent, those places have always been shitty, right? And so there are other places which are fantastic compared to, to them. And I I think we should be... Like what, California? Well, yeah, like the United States, Western, <laughs> Western human civilization, and, and certainly not exclusive to Western. I mean, there are certainly fabulously wonderful places in Asia and in every part of the world. But then, you know, they're offset by terrible places too, right? So I I don't know that I'm, I'm as cynical about that as, as it's as where you're coming from, it sounds. And I, I don't know what it would mean. I mean, I don't know where the where the benefit comes from deciding that, well, there's not much chance that this is going to well, work What I'm out. thinking, like that's the example you gave about these little uh, islands in the Pacific that essentially might end up underwater and those people are not going to let that happen without a fight. I could just see that happening on a larger scale with places like India and China and South Africa and elsewhere where they're simply saying, hey, we can't afford to do what you're asking us to do, and therefore we won't participate. And maybe in the beginning we'll give you lip service, but when, <laughs> when, when, when you know, change really is you know, demanded to be pulled through, we're going to draw a line in the sand, and we're going to mm-hmm. do things our way, and then we're going to be outcasts. That is certainly a possibility, right? Um, I also am hopeful that, that in the face of failing if we fail as as humans to affect changes that will that will aid us in in averting the adverse effects of climate change that through behavioral changes through large scale society you know buy-ins or because certain places on the planet you know, will not cooperate. I mean, India has a very large population. If they continue to industrialize and uh, and move ahead technologically, industrially, the same way that much of the Western world has, and if their feeling is that, we, hey, we have a right to do this and we don't care if it puts us over the top or over the you right. know, tips the scale, then that may be the motivator, the catalyst that, 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 forces humanity to develop, make the technological advances that it could take to offset the climate issues a different way. It's not impossible to, to, to extract carbon out of the atmosphere artificially. It's just not cheap. Right, we already have the technology. We can already extract carbon out of thin air. Well, in maybe in small scale or in a lab, but you can't do it in a in a in a global scale as of yet. To make a meaningful, it is a matter of scale. Yeah, it's a scale. Right? Yeah. So, so I'm getting, let me get deep. Well, I mean, can will we will we make the choice to scale up the carbon collection because we have no other choice? I don't. Well, it's. That's a good question. We're certainly not there now. I think the answer to, the, to that question today is no. We won't scale that up because we're not. Well, we'd like to. We would like to have the populations of China, India, be smaller, Pakistan, whatever. We'd like them to make the sacrifices that we were never willing to make, so that right. we don't have to do that. But they may not be willing to make it, and if that turns out to be the case then we very possibly will then have the motivation and the will and scale up those technologies. And not only those, but here's the, here's the thing, right? Go back a few years, we had no carbon extraction technology. Now we do. And the reason is because there may be a need for it in the future. And so now 
we had it, didn't have it. Now we have it. Now it's now it's a matter of scale. The hard part is going from not having it to having it, not scaling it up. That's easy. So let me ask you, I'm going to get deep in the philosophical weeds here. Go for it. You said something about the success you know, of humans. Is the definition in your mind of success our continued existence? In other words, if we as humans have been around for 10,000 years or more and we're around another 1,000 years and then that's it, we're done, would we consider that a failure or could we say, hey, we had a good run? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean um, – if if we cease to exist at some point, then I think it's a failure. I mean, um, I, I mean, so you know, conversely, then does that mean? So if that's the definition of a failure, <laughs> then success is that we we don't cease to exist. But I I think that has to be qualified, you know, by something, right? I mean, do we exist in a dystopian future where 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 we're enslaved by you know? Um, the Trumpsters of the future. To- <laughs> maybe we'll evolve and we'll be able to live in hotter temperatures and maybe we'll have gills and we can live in the ocean as the seas rise. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, is that, know, in, is that in the storybooks? <laughs> uh, Waterworld. Right. Yeah, well, right. That was a terrible fucking movie. Yeah. So um, will we, will we develop gills? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a shit movie. And Aquaman was a good movie. I didn't see that one. Oh, you haven't seen Aquaman? Is, so is this Marvel or is yeah. this DC? No, uh, Aquaman is, um, let me think, uh, DC, not Marvel. I don't know. Yeah, DC, Superman, Aquaman, Batman. Um, that was That's all the uh, DC universe. You know, we were taught, you brought up superheroes yeah. and uh, the guy with the 10 Thank rings. God, we're coming back down. To, <laughs> I'm too far out there. <laughs> too, too far out yeah. in the weeds today. Batman kind of got a shit deal because he really doesn't have any powers. I mean, he's really just a, a regular dude mm-hmm. who's kind of a badass and he has money. So he has cool toys and gadgets and shit. But I mean, he doesn't really, and he's, he's a human so he can get old and not be able to be such a badass. But he's dark. Don't I mean, I don't know how much Batman you've done, but there are, and then of course the the sixties or whatever it was TV show with yeah, with Fat Batman, Fat Batman, and, <laughs> and, and, uh, shopping in the husky section, L B G L B G T Q Robin, um, <laughs> right, right. Um, that's kind of a you know the, the, the Adam West Batman, yeah, the Adam West Batman. But I mean, really, the Dark Knight that that version of Batman is a little different. So I don't know how familiar you are. He's a very dark and troubled you know right he, he was a a youth that was virtually um damaged by and he was adopted killing right? of his parents i don't know that he was adopted wasn't he because his parents were killed when he was young well no, it was it was the butler were rich already. and alfred yeah. it, you know watched over him isn't that the story <laughs> his father father wayne whatever yes. his name was and his parents were killed in a robbery. Yes. Right? But he was they were already rich. Yeah, but who watched him? He was young. Who raised him? Well. He was only a little there boy. There was Alfred. That's yeah. what I said. <laughs> but he still didn't have powers. No, he didn't have powers. But, I mean, he's not uh, – he is uh, He is a dark, um, um, damaged figure. So that right? makes him – Well, like- he's a dark, damaged figure that, that, that develops – artificial means to you know to cope with that right and yeah it's not the superpower um 
uh, version, right? Of, of of like many like Batman, who just has these. He's actually an alien, right? He's, no, Superman. You mean? I mean, Superman is actually an alien, right? Right. So. Is Batman the only one in the crop that doesn't have a power? Um, you've got so on the Marvels. I mean, on the DC side, and I get confused. So on the DC side, you've got Wonder Woman. She has powers. Yeah, she's from a ray. She's from a. Uh, similar solar system as uh, superman no she's in our she's oh, that's Supergirl. no she's much like uh she is from um uh, she is a uh amazon she's not from amazon i mean you know like the store yeah <laughs> she is she's, she's not a jeff bezos invention yeah. remember the, the 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 superwoman and her the this um race i don't even know how this works all female uh amazons live behind some screen that shields them from view from the rest of the world they i mean there's a mythology that goes back on this right so um let me think here so but these ones have power wonder woman is which one is wonder is that gal gadot isn't it it's gal gadot yeah uh yeah which I just watched a movie last night on Netflix, brand new movie. Um, it's The Rock. It's Ryan Reynolds, and it's Gal Gadot. Oh, I've I've read this, and it's really was pretty good. It's very light. It's entertainment. It's a popcorn movie. It's a crime romp. Um, yeah, really good though. Um, and and she's very attractive in it in in a non um, Wonder Woman. Role. <laughs> well, she's very attractive anyway. But the Woman, Wonder right? Woman was shit, right? Didn't you say the second one was the, terrible? The, the newest one, yeah, that one was not good because the writing was terrible, right? Instead of instead of exploring, you know, the, what the possibilities of a female superhero. Uh, from the past in a modern world, you know, we need to slow these down. I said this last week. We're just making too many superhero movies. I can't keep I, up. I don't think need so. A break. You make them. You're burning the you climate want. up with these superhero movies. <laughs> I don't know about the climate. <laughs> I mean, you have the two universes, so it's very interesting. You have Marvel and you have, and it, it's hard. It's easy to get them confused, right? Um, DC is the people more don't care. Sunshiny, right? Superhero normies like me, Superman, we don't give a fuck if it's the Flash, Marvel, or DC. Yeah. Just give me a good superhero movie that i can eat popcorn to and yeah. enjoy i don't well, give a shit which one has a legion that on. goal well i just you, you don't seem to have watched any of them so. <laughs> not in a long time <laughs> you got kids speaking you of movies have you since i brought this up last yeah. week have you since caught up on this story about this uh u.s representative with, with the meme he posted about the yes. animation cartoon yes. of biden yeah. paul gosar gosar yes yeah. that's the name i was He's searching been for censured. i could not find it last week yeah yeah uh referencing our one of many senior moments yeah and i totally <laughs> took the title just for everybody's uh the titles i i'm usually pretty excited about because they're very clever Obviously, when I saw the title of last uh, uh, the, uh, last week's episode, Senior Moment, I totally thought that that Travis was uh, ripping on me. Yeah, you narcissistic fuck. I, well, I know I had a pretty <laughs> severe senior moment at some point during that podcast, although I haven't been able to hear it in the replay yet. Um, but I'm not all the way through it. So, um, it, so, so this Gosar yeah. character, yeah, that's Gosar. how you say Paul his name? Gosar. So you now are familiar with the story. Yeah, he put out an anime. He tweeted out an anime. Uh, I haven't watched it, so I'm going to – let me see. Do I you know the whole story of what the anime was about? It well, I haven't – violence against – Yeah, I haven't seen it either. AOC, so, I think, right? Best I can gather, this uh, – I, I think this is an existing anime clip of something. And so Gosar, his face is superimposed on a character – 
there's a Biden face superimposed on a character and an AOC face in, uh, superimposed on a character. And the Gosar character, I think, kills Biden or tries to light him on fire or something and then threatens to do the same with AOC. Right, right. In a nutshell. So the the, the, the controversy on this is that a sitting U.S. legislator, I think he's a congressman. He's in Congress. He's Arizona, I want to yeah. say. That he would that he would propagate this kind of you know thing uh, uh, with such extreme violence and 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 what so you know I mean there was certainly a time when that would not have been accepted by either side of the aisle at all. So that's the big controversy, if you want to call it that, is. Yeah. That uh, you know, Pelosi spoke on this, and so did AOC. I just you can't even you can't even listen to her talk. But that's <laughs> and that's look, the whole. Look, just don't get an anime thing. Right. <laughs> and that's the whole thing is you know how can anybody say this is acceptable? It's right, and none of the Republicans denounced it. And so then that would fall to Kevin McCarthy, except he, for two. Maybe he, I think two did. Yeah, he's the. Yeah, Kinsinger and and um, Cheney, right? Right. And in this is the thing where the minority leader Kevin McCarthy, you would expect him to come out and chastise a member of his caucus for doing that because that's that should be offensive to every member of Congress, especially in light of the recent violent riots and stuff propagated on January sixth. So, I mean, they're just completely. Unaware. So I asked you this question, I think it was last week, about should members of Congress or elected officials be held to a higher standard? So this guy, he, tw- Some standard. he tweeted it. Now, I don't know if he if he developed it, but he you know, he was involved in circulating it. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it that. He tweeted it out. Right. So and in so doing that, he that he. Anything, any, any, any suggestion that this is not the case would be, you know, not, not truthful. He endorsed it. He proposed it. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good word. Yeah. So, I think I'm with you there. Now, yeah. where we might disagree, and and I'm not even really too familiar with how this works, but the big news is that he was censured, right, which is by what the happen. House. And should so, have happened. Kevin McCarthy should have censured him. And the entire Republican caucus should have got behind that. So, so basically, what one of the things I know that came out of it was he was, I think, on two committees, and they stripped him of of his committee assignments. Yeah. His, so, what his, is what his is the censure stuff was not too into, important. <laughs> but so you you said the Republicans should have censured him or taken action. What does that mean? What can they actually do? And because they didn't, this came to some vote of the entire chamber. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean. It should have been Kevin McCarthy calling for the censure. I see. It It still would have been the same procedure, except it would have been been, they wanted their own to stand up and say, hey, we don't tolerate this. And you guys clean it up. Yeah. I mean, and then the Democrats would have voted along with a a, 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 whatever you call it, a move to censure. And and that's the right way to handle it. And that's the end of it. You you don't send out a hit squad. You don't go. You don't try to kill them. So this is kind of where I'm going with this. Is yeah. uh, every, everything that we've teed up about you know what this animation is and and Gosar's involvement in endorsing it. That's all wrong, and he shouldn't have done that. The question I have is the action that the 
uh, House took on him in this process of censorship. I think I read he's one of maybe 20 something reps that have ever been censured, not not censored, (laughs) but he's one of only 20 something in all of U.S. history that they've done that to. Yeah, it's not something that's done lightly. Right. And so what's that? That's maybe where. I, I well, look at I that and it, I go, do we really need discipline, self-discipline in the House? And like I said on many topics, whether it's stacking the Supreme Court or railroading agenda items through with, you know, with a simple majority vote, do we think, because I do, that this possibly opens the door for using this as a weapon, as a tool, when the shoe's on the other foot and, and people being censured – I say that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the future for things, you know, that w- when the other party's in power. Well, I mean, I, I mean, is there a question there? Is, is, so the I, question I'm is, is that the – Yes. Yes. The I know you think question. that. And I'm, I'm leaning towards no. But, but, well, I mean, ask the question again. I'm sorry. The question of actually the taking issue. the action of punishment, which yeah. comes in the form of censure. Right. Censure. Censure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I'm not going to get it right. All right, go ahead. And ask the question. So I'm, should they? I mean, sh- what are we doing here? Is that is that what we want? Is we want members of Congress to be censuring each other for things like this? Because really, there's no other recourse, right? I mean, he, well, he was this guy was sent here. He was elected. He was sent there by the American people. Wasn't he? Wasn't sent there by any American people to do that. Of course not. But he well, was. To me, it's analogous to the you know governor recall issue that we faced in California, which I did not support. So what I'm thinking in my mind... <laughs> How is it analogous to that? Because in my mind, I'm thinking you you have a process of discipline disciplining somebody who was elected outside of the election process. Does that make sense? Well, <clears throat> so assuming I, I have understood where you're going with this and your analogous your analogy to the recall in if you if you use the censure process in the uh, Congress incorrectly, uh, uh, then that then I don't agree with it. The same way I don't agree if you use the recall process in California or any state that has a recall process uh, incorrectly. I mean, in California, the recall uh, move. Uh, the, the recall of Governor Newsom was not based on any malfeasance committed by the governor in his thing. It was simply a Republican move to be, just be Republican. I mean, it wasn't based on anything. Well, and, it was based it, on freedom, look, freedom yeah. fighters. It wasn't just Republicans. Why We talked about that. The, it, the biggest it, funding didn't come from Republicans. Well, I don't know about that, but I will tell you that. It, it it didn't have any popular support, and it wasn't based on any malfeasance that he committed in office. It was just a partisan bunch of bullshit. And, yeah, so, you know, I, I mean, I'm not even a huge fan of that process being in place, and I don't really feel it's a good analogy to this. The censure rules in the Congress are there to to inhibit members of Congress from, from making idiotic idiotic but see therein lies the issue damaging i mean it doesn't do that though all it so that and again i'm not really understanding it i can't even pronounce it but what what else is involved in censuring 
Well, I mean, what does that mean? Does he have like a permanent mark on his record? Does that mean he can't hold another committee position? Does that, that mean that if know. he does something else, they can actually boot him? Um, well, I mean, there, there how much are, weight there does is it have? There is a way for con- for someone to be removed from Congress, but it would be a lot. You know, it would have to be more serious than this. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if the question is, do I think that the censure process should be in place? I do, I and mean, I think it should be used correctly in, for what it was meant to be used for. To try to control, you know, this kind of – this is outside of the lines of being in Congress, right? You're in Congress. Uh, to, you, so I think when you're when you're a member of Congress, you're expected to behave in a certain way. And when you behave outside of the, those expectations, one of the processes available to the body is censure. Yeah. So did our other famous uh – person in congress your favorite blonde marjorie taylor green has she been censured um i you know that's a good question um i, I want to say yes but i'm not 100 percent sure i don't so remember much either. bullshit you know there's two of them there's there's there is this you know um gosar holly who who actually replaced um the um the female uh, senator from Wisconsin. I'm not going to think of her name, Claire, something or other. Anyway, um, uh, it looks like that was probably done on the back of some illegal campaign f- finance uh, violations. So we'll see. That's Holly I'm talking about. There's Bobart, right? And there's uh, Margie Taylor Green. So, I mean, off the top of my head, there's these four dipshits that for my money, should all be removed, right? I mean, I think they've all collectively... I mean, some of the fucking hogwash that comes out of Bobart's mouth is unbelievable. So and, really and what we're saying is, too. is taking action against... Uh, taking action based on people's behavior outside of their scope in, in their job performance, right? And Right. I, He's not I, being censured because of his political position on something. He's being censured because of this incredibly tasteless, dangerous uh, meme he posted uh, in social media. But is this another, I said this earlier, is this another Pandora's box where you begin to look at behavior outside of, you know, your job duties as a congressperson? Let me give you an example. No, it's, it's, well, I mean, your, your activities outside of being a congressperson are up for public scrutiny when you're an elected official. No doubt about that. Right, and you're part of that body. But should that be pulled into well, the chamber? Let, to... let's, well, let's say that let's say that Gosar did not put this animated meme, this anime meme, uh, but he he bought billboards and put a picture of of uh, Biden being buckfucked by a donkey. <laughs> That would get him censured too. I'm sure it would, if not arrested outright. So you think? I mean, the thing is, is uh, I mean, th- that would be the thing if if he. I cannot to do that. get that image out of my head well, now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, so what's what's more what's more morally abhorrent? He's wearing image, his aviators. By that the way. image or the the image of you know the the violence of cutting off AOC's head or whatever in the wake of. I mean, that's just. 
that should not be accepted. That should not be accepted behavior by a member of Congress or the Senate. That should just not be accepted by the American people and certainly not by that body. So I'm 100 percent. Yeah. And I, I don't disagree with that particular behavior. But the question is, is it a slippery slope? Is there other behavior that will now start to look at things like questionable statements? Again, this Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's a nut job, right? And, and she's the one. I always get the color of the lasers wrong, but the lasers coming from the sky, to me, that sounds like She's questionable a, behavior and whether or not yeah. you're, you're qualified. People talk about Biden's mental health. That should be discussed as mental health. I think it's been discussed. I mean, she's she's an overt, outright white supremacist. Okay, she she needs to be taken out of the Senate, regardless of whether she was well, voted she, in she, there or not. In the House, right? In the House. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. She needs to be removed. Her behavior, her her ex- espousing white supremacist ideas, things like the you know the Jewish spaceships or whatever the fuck it was that are starting to come. That should have got her kicked out right there and then. And, and but we don't have a process have, for that, she right? She may have been censured for that. I, that might be because I do believe that she was removed from any committee responsibility. For that? I think so. Or Wasn't something it, similar. Well, I th- was she? did she have involvement in the January 6th thing with either? Yeah. I mean, she's, she's one of the ones that's going to be excoriated by this report. I mean, she was right. I mean, I mean, here's the thing, right? She, there's video of her, you know, prior to the to the January sixth thing, telling talking about it. Just go find it. it's online. It's totally available. Yeah, so that might the committee be, already has it. I mean, so what are they going to recommend at the end of it? Is right? there an impeachment process for members of Congress? There is. So you can remove somebody. I think you can. Okay. I don't know that you have to. I don't know that they call it impeachment. I, I know that the the. Body can, you know, there are things, especially in the Senate, um, but I, I'm not too familiar with it, so I couldn't expound much farther than that. Say, I think there's a process. I don't know that it's impeachment. Impeachment is, uh, there is impeachment for judges, and that does happen frequently, although impeachments for presidents have been a little bit on the rare side, thank God. Um, there have been many um, judicial impeachments over the years. So to the best of your knowledge, though, the censure only removes things like privileges and committee assignments. It doesn't I mean, because it doesn't really stop the behavior. And I think I think they're, they they I mean, obviously, they can still vote. Right. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It does it stop the behavior. I mean, does censuring um, Gosar stop any behavior? I, he seemed I mean, pretty we'll defiant. See, he was right? pretty. Wasn't he defensive about it? He 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 of likened him, he, was. he likened himself to Alexander Obvious. Hamilton, and he said, uh, "If I need to join the ranks of being censured, and because I'm because, sure Hamilton was censured or something over something." Yeah, said. yeah, that's what he's saying. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> oh my God, such <laughs> a waste of time. Not uh, for us. Uh, for us, it's good to talk about it. But I mean, th- this kind of distraction in the legislature is on it, on the face of it is detestable right just go to the fucking congress and do your mother fucking job so are they going to allow him to do his job or is he basically blacklisted he can he'll still be able to vote for for you know when there's something to vote on but you know i don't they they don't as a group as a caucus they don't ever put forth any legislation right yeah that and that really is kind of what i was getting at is what can be done which really sounds like nothing other than, you know, waiting until his term is up and then people see what kind of a duty is and then 
replace him. What kind of a douche he is? Douche. Oh, douche or dude? <laughs> dude. <laughs> Uh, you know, hopefully the name lives in infamy. I, I don't know what else to tell you, you know. Bobert, uh, Marjorie Titter. I mean, here's the bad news, right? Remember the time when I couldn't remember Marjorie Titter Green's name? Yeah. Uh, that's because she hadn't been a big enough asswipe to, to register into my consciousness, right? And that's the shame. And I now mean, Gosar, Holly. I mean, why do I even know these fucking yeah, names? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, uh, the, the, I should not know the names of any Republican congressional representatives. They're not my representatives. I shouldn't know a fucking thing about him. And I this is the problem with politics. Much. The problem with politics is that we know people's names on the left because they make bad policy. And we know people's names on the right because they're fucking crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, some of that I can agree with. I, and I'll leave it up to you to figure out which parts. I don't know. The craziness, I, maybe it comes from religion. The craziness, you know, like I was I said earlier in the podcast about getting rid of religion because, you know, that's my platform, my thing. There's another story about another inmate who's going to be executed. Mm-hmm. I want to say in Oklahoma and like literally the clock is ticking. So by the time people hear this, there might be a decision on this. Dead. And the governor of Oklahoma um has has denied a request to hear from this inmate. I think that's a thing that you can request to speak to the governor. And mm-hmm. sometimes maybe they do a it. A stay. A stay, yes. Get a stay. Uh, and the governor has denied it. There's I mean, here's the thing. You don't request you're you're a death row inmate. You don't re- you don't request to talk to the governor to talk about sports. Hey, Gov, <laughs> I just want to have one last you discussion might. about well, so the I asked baseball you, team. Last week we talked about this particular inmate who wanted to have his uh, religious person by his side. And, That's not who you're talking No, about? this is a different one. Okay. So this is – that was denied for, you know – Religious purposes, right, or security purposes, security, and it was all bullshit. But but it had to do dangerous uh, pastor coming in there. Yeah, but it had to do with religion. Well, he wanted to bring in an AK forty seven. Well, whatever into the into the room. So some people are going to die, and so is the guy on (laughs) death row. (laughs) (laughs) But this other one in Oklahoma, he just uh, I I think he claims he he didn't do it. So the one I referenced last Mm -hmm. week, this guy admits that he was the murderer. He accepts his punishment. He accepts his, his sentence that he's going to die. He just wants you know his particular religion of choice with him at his side when he dies. And have him be able to lay a hand on Lay him. a hand. Yeah. The, this new case, this guy is claiming that he is innocent. And this speaks to kind of the broader picture of what you talk about all the time is that in, in, you know, be, the, the death sentence in general, we're probably putting more innocent people to death, and we need to figure that out. Can I just clarify something? Sure. Uh, in, in a year plus, I have mentioned the death penalty one time. That was oh, in the that last it? podcast. <laughs> I don't talk about it all the time. No, but I go don't. ahead. <laughs> Maybe you've mentioned it off the air. I don't know. But that is your position. I am not a and huge, gro- I'm not a huge fan of the death penalty. But if you kill somebody I know, then I'd be happy to put you to death. Exactly. And I'm in favor of death when it's justified. It's not a big issue to me one way or the other. I'm hoping to stay off death row <laughs> if I can. <laughs> uh, who knows? The way the temper's going, I could end up there. So yeah, no shit. This might be a more important issue than I know. So here's where I'm going. Oh, yeah. This fucking governor. He is his Oklahoma. I don't Democratic ha- governor. I don't. I. I not don't know. In I Oklahoma. don't think so. I'm not in Oklahoma. And now he says he's praying over it. He's oh. praying. He's contemplating his decision by praying, oh. talking to Jesus oh. about what to do with this particular. Oh, that's a inmate. big seller in Oklahoma. 
And that's the thing. I was thinking exactly that. Is he saying that because that gets him votes in Oklahoma, or is he really just praying because Jesus is going to tell him what to do with this inmate? And it's a famous case. Can uh, I give you a little clue? Yeah. Uh, Jesus never tells anybody anything. It, that of just course does not. not I understand. I don't care if you're a Republican politician or not. Jesus does not talk to you. So when we talk about things, I'm all over the place today, but yeah. when we talk about things it's like good. judging people's behavior outside of their work performance, if you talk to an imaginary guy in the sky, I Uh-oh. would think that you're fucking crazy. Well, I mean, but I yet think, we accept it when it's Jesus. I think that falls under the the, the somehow the the auspices of uh, public, uh, you know, citing religious intervention or consultation of some manner is accepted by the public for elected government officials, and and that alone. Uh, on the face of it, doesn't uh, seem to to gather much response from the public in general. I know. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't seem to get. I mean, I don't see throngs of people demonstrating in support of talking about how you are praying to Jesus for to make a decision. So this governor has said publicly that he's praying about what to do about the what the request from this. Yeah, the decision. This guy's life. This guy's life is literally in the governor's hands right. at the moment. He could commute the sentence if he wanted to. That or even a stay is what just delaying it? Well, stay is just would be delaying it until something right. or other is. Yeah, so he could do two both things. He right. could, he could okay. do either or or he could say flip the switch and the guy's gone. <laughs> but he He's he's been sent to the governor's mansion by the people of Oklahoma to right. make decisions on behalf of the citizens of Oklahoma. Right. And yet the people are now he's consulting with Jesus well, to get the answer. I guess I guess some of the questions I I mean, giving this subject some credence <laughs> <laughs> because why not? Um uh I mean let's let's assume that the people of Oklahoma by and large, are religious and um, would expect some type of religious influence to affect their governor. And I would imagine that if the governor of Oklahoma, um, uh, that always makes you want to bust out in song. There's some musical or something. <laughs> what, the governor o- of Oklahoma? Oklahoma, no. The, the, there's a Broadway musical or something named Oklahoma, right? Is there? Yeah, I'm not going to sing. Um, but uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> anyway, um, I would assume that the, the people of Oklahoma would not be offended by the governor of that state saying publicly that he is praying about this decision. Now, I don't want to offend anybody. It's not really my, it's not really my goal today. Oh, it's not. So, yeah, well, some days it is. <laughs> today it's really not. Um, but I would just say that you know, for me, it's gobbledygook to hear anybody talk about praying about anything. Um, I know people that will say that sincerely. I, I assume. Um, but when I hear a government official say it, I always dismiss it outright because not likely you have a shred of moral fiber in you if you're the governor of any place. But think about that. Here we are, the United States, one nation under God. Are we going to do the Pledge of Allegiance right here? Should we start the program? Should we? We don't have a flag in here. Do we need one? 
Well, I mean, as far as they know, we have a flag. Oh, yeah. It's right there. Let's stand and let's uh, do the pledge. We're going to start over. We're going to do the Pledge of can Allegiance. We, can we do What do they call the thing where you pray right after you do the... Uh, the uh, invocation. Invocation. When you're, we do that... you're invoking God. So that's... You know, we find ourselves in professional settings sometimes where there is an invocation. Right. I never invocate. I never bow my I head. Either. I don't close my eyes. I look around. I look around the room, and I'm like, which one of these are sheep over here? You know, next time I'm going to uh, – because I'm often in that room with you. Next yes. time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to make eye contact with you <laughs> while that's going on. Uh, what I like are when we do the Pledge of Allegiance on Zoom calls. That's really That stupid. is so retarded. That's the same thing as people wearing masks on Zoom, which I have Why seen. Why the fuck would you do that? It's virtue signaling. I mean, some people – Please wear the mask. Please, that would be great. We just we enjoy you wearing a mask, right? In fact, it was you that suggested with my uh, mustache mishap from last week that I should. I can't wear the mask. I know you can't. Now I'm going to hide it. No, did you didn't shave today? Did you? Uh, I shaved yesterday. Yeah, you got some. You got a couple weeks to go to even that out. Oh yeah, it's fucked up. It's a mess. (laughs) I may. I, I have not decided yet. It may just go and start over, so it'll be even. So. But continue. Okay, so this whole bearded one, this <laughs> grizzly, <laughs> this old Jesus thing, it's socially accepted because we are this one nation under God. I've said this before uh, that I think sooner I think rather than later we will have a U.S. president elected and sworn in, either without the Bible or maybe perhaps on another religious book. I don't know. Maybe they're not all in book form. I think that's. I think it's going to be a while before you see anybody put their hand on the Koran. Do I, you? I don't think that's going to happen anytime well, What's soon. a while? Oh, at my, after my time. I don't know about that, my friend. Look, we have a lot of other – we have. We need to have a gay president. We need to have a woman president, um, both of which are right around the corner, right? Yeah, there for are sure. many. Right AOC there. will be president. Oh, Buttigieg please will be don't pre- ever say that out loud. <laughs> that is such a terrible that. thought. I did that for your she's benefit. She's so terrible. I don't think she's going to be president. But God, I hope not. There, there, please go away. There may be I'm, now I'm praying to Jesus. <laughs> Dear Jesus. <laughs> Please send AOC far, far away and never have her return ever again. Thank you, O Lord Jesus. I love you. <laughs> in uh, in my nephew's um, Sunday school class, I guess, they taught him to say this. And when if he when, he hasn't done it for a long time, but he used to do it. And when we would request him to do it, maybe say the grace, you know, when we have when we have uh, meals with religious members of family, we're probably happy to say grace if they would like to, so they can be in compliance with their requirements. And um, he has done it a couple of times and he would say, da, 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 da. Thank you, Jesus. I love you in my heart. It's kind of cute, right? <laughs> yeah, it is cute. Yeah. So um, with kids, it's cute. I get it. Yeah. And yeah. we lie to our kids for good reasons. I mean, we lie about Santa Claus and tooth Do your kids believe in God? Well, I think so. And okay. so I'll tell you a story. We okay. did uh, a couple weeks ago for Halloween. We did this. I don't know if I told you this, this trunk or treat. You know what those are? Mm, Where no. you, you know, families gather and you have your, your, your car. You let, you let your kids go up to people's trunks. <laughs> yeah, but you do it at the school. Okay. So at the school parking lot and you, you, wow. you have your car and you decorate it and you have candy oh, wow. and you kind of keep everybody. It's a safe environment and you keep them off the street, keep them off the street. Okay. So we were there. And there's uh, some other kids that my daughter is friends with. And so we, we were meeting a lot of the parents for the first time. Yeah. And some of the parents had some wine, you know, that they were, it was a Friday night and they were walking around and there was music and why not? It's a fun environment. Right. 
And uh, there was a, a boy that my daughter likes, and so we met his mom, and she had some wine, and you know she seemed kind of young and hip and not not stuffy. You understand where I'm going with this? <laughs> well, she's in a school parking lot drinking <laughs> wine. Yeah, not stuffy. <laughs> she, yeah, she's not stuffy. <laughs> and so at one point, you know, we're, we're her and I were talking a little bit, and then my daughter looks up in the sky and she sees a bright star, and she goes, "Dad, look, it's Jesus." And this, Your daughter? Yeah. Okay. And then this mom looked at me and then walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she thought I was like some crazy religious guy. Why so did, I, I why told did your daughter say that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because it's cute when kids say it. Right. So I, I told my wife, I said, when you see her next time, you tell her we're not Jesus-y. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story hey, look dad it's jesus you didn't quash your dreams of no you can't uh, because it's cute when kids do okay it. you know when they say jesus is in my heart what are you gonna say you go something like this that's not jesus <laughs> i afterwards i said give me all your candy you're not having any of that <laughs> um wow that's cool <laughs> that's cool but listen i'm just a regular guy if you have people in in politics who are elected and they start talking about Jesus, is that the same questionable behavior where, you know, I mean, it's not the same gravity and the same, you know, issue as this Gosar guy and his meme, but I'm just I'm just thinking out loud here. Do we really have to question the judgment? Will we will we come to a point in time where we just, question the judgment of people who are relying on an imaginary guy in the sky? Well, I think Look, um, I, I understand your question. I think have I answer, offended enough people? Yeah, I think on that the answer is probably no, but but I mean the, the other flip side of that, and the reality is that you do incorporate the amount of religiosity that you see uh, on display from any politician into your opinion about him. So, I mean, if I see uh, a politician on TV and there's no mention of anything about religion, I don't think more or less about him. If I hear them incorporate some reference to God or religion or Jesus or something in their public comments about something that I definitely, I'm, 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 I'm with you. Definitely does go into my judgment Negatively, of where right? they're at. Well, probably because I'm not a big fan of mixing um, politics and religion in any way. I think there should be a distinct and clear separation between church and state. Unlike you, I don't care if there's a church, you seem to want it to be abolished. Um, I don't care, I, but I do want the church and state line to remain solidly, you know, in place. But we can't because we still swear people in on a Bible. You know, we're one nation under God. Let's not mistake um, uh, ritual with with real things, right? I mean, the ritual of swearing somebody in on a Bible, of swearing somebody in to to testify in a court on a Bible. Those things are rituals. and But they have meaning. They could be, well... They, Isn't the meaning this, that, listen, this is such a serious moment, like the court example. You will tell the truth, because if you lie, yes, you'll go to jail, but the Almighty God will strike you down and you'll go to hell. I mean, I think that's... It's supposed the, to strike fear in you. I think that's the implication of the the history of that, of that, um, of that ritual, okay? Um, but, and I don't see a need to... to to get rid of the ritual one way or the other. I think we all know rituals when we see them, and I think we accord the appropriate amount of gravitas to any given ritual, right? I mean, you can take that as far as you want, Travis. I mean, people get married, and there's a lot of ritual involved in that ceremony. 
you don't need a ceremony at all to get married, right? So, I mean, the, the amount of ceremony you have, the amount of ritual that you engage in is just a personal thing. I tell my daughter, do not have a big wedding. I'm not paying for it. Well, of course, because you, you want to be a millionaire, and that's not going <laughs> to – I mean, you want to be a multimillionaire because everybody you know is probably a millionaire at this point uh, if you have a 401K, and it's not enough. That's it's what not I'm going to tell you, right? That's not enough. I'm a millionaire, but right. it's not enough money. So. You got you to gotta invest in your crypto. I know. Speaking of which, what's the word? Oh, on it's the, bad. My crypto's taking a shellacking. Ethereum going the wrong way. Huh? Yeah, I have Ethereum and Bitcoin. Ooh. And this week has been pretty bad. Has it? Here's yeah, what I'm going to tell been, you. Here's, uh, what little I, here's all I know about crypto. It's not currency. It's commodity. Yeah, you said that last week. I but did. at the end of the day, all – I'm just repeating something I heard. <laughs> what I like about it is we're simply talking about what people are willing to trade, what value we give it. And I think I gave you an example. I mean if you and I want to trade – whatever, a car for a boat, we should be able to do that because we get to agree on the intrinsic value of those items. I think we mentioned this too in the last podcast or the one before. There was a recent scam, uh, crypto scam that a lot of people fell victim to. <laughs> Their own fault, I think, because the you know people are greedy and lazy. That's a that When you can zone in on those two qualities of yeah. the humans, um, you can typically – pull off a lot of uh, uh, sketchy shit. Right. So, so we're we're at this kind of, I don't know, this fork in the road of crypto because it, you can't ignore it. It's not going away. There's It's in its infancy. The dust will settle. It's kind of like, you know, the dot-com bubble of 99 or 2000, I think. But here you have two big, like, did you see this? Uh, famously in Los Angeles, we have the Staples Center where the Lakers play. There will be a name change. I don't know if you saw this story. To uh, crypto, I think it's crypto.com. For what? Is going to be the name on the Staples Center. There's Instead a sort of Staples, the, yes. the business supply store? Yes, that's right. And really? So, that's, yes. A $750 million 20 year deal to name it. I want to say it's crypto.com. I want to say that's a Singapore based company, cryptocurrency. Maybe it's an exchange platform. I don't know. They agreed and they just struck a deal on the naming rights. So 20 what, years. What will we call that then? Crypto Arena. Crypto Arena. Yeah, I think it's crypto.com arena. Wow. I know something about SC, Staples Center that kind of flows Crypto Arena. I think because the I think because uh C comes after A when you transpose them like that because the other one was Staples Center, all oh, that doesn't work. S comes after C. So <laughs> I don't know why that doesn't – it doesn't really roll off the tongue. It doesn't roll off the tongue, but that's a big gamble, right? What and we so, used to call – you know, I grew up in Inglewood, and I watched them build the form. Right. And then it became no, – and the great originally Western it form. was the form. Yes. And then eventually it, become, it became known as the Great Western form. Because of Great Western Bank. Right. And uh, obviously uh, I, li- all, I, I now live close to another sports uh, concert venue, the Pond – which is the now the it used to be called the Arrowhead Pond, Pond of Anaheim of Anaheim and now it's um, the uh, Honda, Honda Center yeah so I mean the name changes kind of went I mean it took a while still referred to it as the Pond although <coughs> I would never accidentally or on purpose refer to it as Arrowhead Pond because Arrowhead is no longer associated with it. Do I call it Aero Center? I mean, Honda Center? I might. I might call it Honda Center. I can see that logo in my mind. 
the form is always just the form to me. Staples Center will probably always be Staples Center. Or just Staples. I would just called it Staples. Staples. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it took a long time before I even figured out that um, that was the Staples was the sponsor. I just thought it was the name. But but think about I the- I wanted uh, to call it Clippers Stadium. So that's what I thought it should be, right? Should well, it be the Lakers Dome or something? Lakers. But see, here's the thing. Those two, the Lakers and the Clippers, are sports franchises that that are owned by, you know, owners, ownership, right? Right. And the building is not owned by yeah. those two teams. So yeah. it's basically one giant billboard. Well, it's everything, right? I mean, all, all the big venues like that have, I mean, they've all... They all kind of have names, but then they all go by their commercial sponsor. That's exactly what it is. But this particular example is really crypto center, crypto, crypto arena. That's not going to work. Well, that's it's a 20 20 year deal, right? So they obviously think that crypto is here to stay. And the Staples Center of whoever the owners of the Staples Center are think that this is something that is going to be around because they, they took Did the they money. they give them $750 million up front? I don't know. Um, here's the thing, right? So 20-year deal, it's $750 million over 20 years most likely. And so when crypto bites, when crypto, excuse me, when crypto <laughs> bites the dust and goes away. Bless you, my child. Um, they'll, just, they'll just get a new sponsor. And well, yeah, they will, of course. The owners of the building, they- we're not, we're not doomed to this stupid fucking name for the next 20 years. Uh, well, maybe, I don't know. But so that, that's the thing. Is crypto here to stay or not? We have places like China who- doesn't want anything to do with it. They, oh, Bitcoin's been around for over 14 years, I think, right? So, uh, close to that, yeah. Right, so, I mean, what is, I mean, <laughs> how long does it have to be here before we say, yeah, it's here to stay? Because the question is, what, how will it evolve? Like, I read something the other day, and as you touted, Infrastructure Week, the bill is signed, hallelujah, everything's great. Infrastructure Week. Of course, as I always complain about, the politics are fucked up and it's not just infrastructure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read there well, was the, something. This infrastructure bill was all hard infrastructure, right? You're Don't get it confused with the human infrastructure, which is not passed and may not pass, right? That's There's something the in there, though. Some some pork in there that, that has nothing to do with infrastructure that everybody, has to do with crypto. Everybody loves everything in this in the infrastructure. No, bill. they don't. <laughs> Well, I, the, I don't all, like this crypto all, thing. All, all the hypocritical Republican uh, Congress people are going to go around and tell their constituents how they got them a billion dollars in pork well, for yeah. this, that, and the other, right? They're going to take credit for it when they voted against it. I made that point multiple Listen, times. Listen, if there week. are six degrees of Kevin Bacon pork in there, I'm okay with that. If there's things that you could, you know, maybe make the argument that it's infrastructure related, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I don't see how crypto is an increased regulatory scrutiny and reporting to the IRS. IRS, your crypto uh, ownings. I think that's wrong. I don't know. I don't think, I don't, I mean, I don't think that's, who knows, right? Is there going to be a way to tax crypto? I mean, if, if, if. It's, dude, crypto literally changes every two seconds. Yeah. So the whole idea of taxing wealth, some things like real estate don't change that much over a year, let alone 30 days, let alone an hour. But, you know, crypto could be worth – I mean, crypto can be go up and know, down they, 20% every they, day. They might not tax it because they don't think it really has any value. Well, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> it's – you know, I think that – and here's I'm going to step right outside of my actual knowledge base here. But um, – and one of the ones you've invested in – and now you, you've told me you've invested in Bitcoin. Yeah. But Ethereum is a blockchain 
technology, you're not really, it's not a currency thing. There is a currency associated with it, but it, it's really more about blockchain, te blockchain technology. Bitcoin is blockchain, but it, Bitcoin is about currency, about there are actual coins, right? That, that, that you don't ever get them. You buy Bitcoin, you don't get any of those coins, but there, there actually was at one time in it, but it, they, they're not, they're not creating non fungible um, tokens, tokens, right? Necessarily. So I don't know. There's a lot to it. I, I think but, there, but even, there may be a place for blockchain, uh, but I don't know what it is yet. But through digital crypto wallets, it doesn't matter if you have blockchain or crypto coins, you can show something of value. Don't lose that wallet. Yeah, don't lose it. There's actually like, you know, encryption and authenticators and you have to yeah. get, you know, codes, rolling codes that change like a bank token. Right. But if if you have something of value you and I, we can agree through the value of our crypto wallets and our, our digital holdings to exchange that for whatever we want. Yeah, I give you this for X amount of Ethereum. Right. And tomorrow, either one of us could be the benefactor or the loser of that exchange because shit could tank. So that's it is deregulated, but on the surface, I'm really, really intrigued by this because mm -hmm. on one hand, there's safety and security in regulated currency – uh, for many, many years, you know, U.S. citizens. You should be intrigued by it because it sounds like you've got one of your kids' college <laughs> education tied up in your it's, investment. It's not nothing, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Go ahead. But sorry. it's people were encouraged to save, you know, buy bonds. You could make a decent return by by holding on to money, in, you know, U.S. dollar. That's all out the window. We've talked about inflation. So to mm -hmm. me, creative ways to hedge your bet or get on the – the other side of inflation I think is pretty cool. And what makes it cool and a gamble is that it's not regulated. And I kind of hope it stays that way. Mm. Well, I hope so too, for your benefit. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you kind of told me, and I'm not going to repeat it uh, on the air, but you kind of told me how much you put into at least one of those things. And uh, it's not nothing, like you said. Um, you just brought up something, uh, saving bonds yeah, or something like bonds, that. Yeah. So just the other day I, I uh, broke something out. Of, I went into my, I have a safe, right? And uh, I went into my safe and I was seeing what was in there because Debbie puts things in and takes things out. So I was in it looking around and I remembered something I found in there was a whole bunch of savings bonds for my parents. So there's several thousand dollars in um, savings bonds of different denominations. They are not a continuing to accrue in value they're fully mature so i'm just idiotically sitting on them not doing anything um <laughs> and you my, have actual paper right yeah, you, but, paper. but you don't get those anymore i don't think i don't think so um they have computer punch holes <laughs> that's cool um uh i, I mean now what a cool and you know i could frame them or something but i want the money so i don't have any bonds but no. are they issued to to somebody's name can you do you own those um uh i do believe they're issued they were issued in my father's name so my sister and i uh actually you know half and half we're the we're the the living heirs um uh, and the only reason why we haven't cashed them in is because I have them and she doesn't. And um, will you cash them in and yeah. give her her share? Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I. Uh, we've already kind of been through that. And both my parents have passed away. And when that happened, um, to, for simplicity's sake, um, my mom was in charge of this at the time, and there had been a slight falling out with my sisters. <laughs> husband 
uh, her and my sister's husband, and she put everything in my name. So, um, and then told me, hey, you split this with your sister, but do it directly with her. I don't want to leave them to her because he didn't, she didn't, she was no, um, um, legal scholar, if you know what I mean. She didn't want, uh, she didn't want the, um, uh, son-in-law to have access to it because some things had happened. I, and it was all kind of a waste of time, but, but yeah. Got Talk about that. cryptocurrency. This is a cryptic conversation. I know. <laughs> got all that. I split it all with her, but this is the last thing at the time. I, I didn't have a working computer. I had a broken down Windows 95 computer. And <laughs> this was in, I'm going to say, 2001 or something, right? And I had an, a Windows 95 computer that was barely functioning. I mean, it was so, and it was a, you know, desktop. And, or, yeah, it was a desktop. And um, so I couldn't really make a decent spreadsheet in it or anything. It wasn't functioning enough. And so I just put it all away until I bought a computer. I was going to get a laptop. And then I never got back to it. It's just been sitting there for the last <laughs> You still have years. it? The computer? Yeah. Uh, no. I, 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 uh, I threw it away. I took the hard drive out and smashed it up. And, you know, just because I, you know, I didn't know anything at the time. So, um, I just it was pretty advanced of you before, you know, spying through technology and computers was a thing. I know. Um, I, uh, so I, I just need to really put the bonds into a spreadsheet and I think I've got the death certificates that I need and then take them to a bank and redeem them. I think, but I need a letter from my sister and then we'll split the money. It's just a few, buy some crypto with it. Yeah. Good idea. Turn real value (laughs) into nothing. You're not making any money just sitting in your safe. No, no, they're not. They're not. I'm going to combine it with my um, stimulus money, (laughs) (laughs) which is sitting in my bank account, uh, not stimulating. You got to put it to use. I'm going to put it to use. It's part of my, it's part of my multi-million dollar retirement. (laughs) (laughs) It is amazing. Um, now you know to just look at the the numbers um and and look at them and go yeah jesus that's probably not enough <laughs> right i mean what what we what i i mean the goal used to be oh well, if I, I mean i think i am old enough to to say that there was a long period of time where the idea of being a millionaire wow if yeah. i was a millionaire i'd have nothing to worry about of course like go back to gilligan's I, if, island if i was a millionaire if i was just a millionaire now i would have nothing to worry. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have everything to worry about. That won't last through a million dollars. Will not last thirty years. Absolutely not. Right. And retirement. people and people are living longer. But remember the millionaire and his wife on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, that was. It was even in the song. Was was he a mil- just a millionaire? He was just a millionaire, and he had, he dressed like you know one of those little <laughs> shitty yacht owners with the cap yeah. on. Well, I've been a thousandaire for a long time, but you know it doesn't get you in any clubs. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And, and like the millionaire doesn't get you in any clubs. And with 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 the the price of everything that's just going to be eroded. You got to yeah. get on the front side of that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I guess the good news is I'm aware of that. <laughs> and you have time. You have, you have conquered the cholesterol battle and now you can conquer the uh, yeah. inflation battle. Yeah. So I'm going to cash in my savings bonds cause they're done. They're mature. So, um, they're not going to get worth anymore. They're worth more than the face value around them. Right? Yeah. Well that's, you know, so at least it's done some good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I got to wrap it up today. I have to go conquer the uh, fix my neck battle. So, oh, that's right. You have a, you have a, I'm short on time. Eastern, uh, is this Eastern medicine? <laughs> today, yes, I have acupuncture. Okay, good. I, I could fix that for you with you a crescent give, rinse and screwdriver. <laughs> you want to give it a try? <laughs> no, that's it. I'll let that's you go. That's been making, I, that has, uh, 
I've gone a couple of times. It's good. It's fantastic. That's good. I, you know, and I fucked it up again this morning, so I'm oh. really looking forward to uh, today's treatment. In your workout, did, did yeah. one of your playmates twist your neck? Something, or something? like that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. Okay. Well, then that's good. We'll we will see you all uh, next on the time. other side. Yeah, on the other side. All right, everybody. Thanks, everybody.